everybody. Welcome to the next installment of our Behind the Mic series. Uh, today I'm here with Cody Tahoki. Don't make me spell it. Uh, True. <laughs> don't make it. S- well, actually, you said it. I said it, right? Everyone else don't yeah. say it. Uh, who is a dear friend of mine, and I already know all the answers to these questions, but for the sake of you listeners getting to know the guys behind the mic at TPM a little bit better, I'm here to ask some things about Cody. So, Cody, give us the short, the long and short of your upbringing. Where'd you grow up? Where you're from? What's your deal? I grew up uh, in B-Town. I assume all our listeners know what that is. Um, Bloomington, Minnesota. And if we, you know by God's grace, have actually extended beyond the Twin Cities. Uh, that's the city with the Mall of America. Um, <laughs> so I, I actually grew up on, like, literally, I think my house is the furthest point in the city from the Mall of America. So I grew up in the city of it, but didn't go frequently. And now I kind of find myself, it's kind of fun now. I didn't like it as much growing up. Anyway, grew up in Bloomington. Um, and my family, we went to church in Eden Prairie. I ended up going to Jefferson, which is a high school in Bloomington. But my whole life grew up there. My mom was um, living there when she met my dad. So I've been uh, pretty much in, in this Twin Cities area for most good part of my life. So. Yeah. Uh, Cody and I unknowingly played each other in basketball in high school. We met in college, but we found out. That we had played each other in basketball even before we knew each other. So, uh, do you want to give us a little bit of your story in terms of faith, kind of when you came to know the Lord and how that all went? Yeah. So I, um, I remember I, I truly do believe that I placed faith in in Jesus when I was six years old. My mom um, and dad grew up in a home where faith was important. We. Um, we're at church in Eden Prairie, like I said. Uh, and I remember one day coming home from vacation Bible school and I asked my mom, like, who is this Jesus guy? And my mom, I think, did a wonderful job explaining to me the gospel, the point of why Jesus came to die for our sins um, that we might be made right with God. Um, and I, I've understood that. And I'd say I placed faith in Christ that day. But like throughout my life, um, that's never really been a question in my head. Uh, but of course, you know, the challenge with following Jesus is also not just that that stays in your head that you understand it, but that it's impacting your life. So, um, I, I've had to grow a lot, uh, in my understanding of how this faith applies, uh, especially when you're younger, cause you, you know, it's kind of boiled down and simplified for you. And now you have to grow up into an adult and figure out how does that permeate, um, and I think we'll get into it a little bit later with a defining theological moment that I'll explain a little more of how that growth kind of happened. But yeah, I'd say I came to faith at a young age and have been surrounded um, by Christian thought for, for quite a while. Yeah, that's awesome. Praise God. Um, so what do you do now with your days? Well, now um, I have been married to my beautiful wife, Marin, um, for it is now March. So we're, we're coming up on two years um, of marriage in June. Um, got married in 2018. And uh, yeah, we, we live right now. We rent a condo in um, on the west side of Lake Harriet in Minneapolis. So it's a fun spot. We like living there. And then I am attending grad school to become a physician assistant. Um, and I'm halfway through my classroom year. And then I'll be coming up on going in clinic in the fall. 
and I'm, I'm looking forward to the career. I think it's just a really, I've always found interest in medicine and uh, helping people when they're at some of their most vulnerable moments in life. And, and it plays off my love of science, all those things. So yeah, kind of in the, the middle of the grind right now. Yeah, nice. Cody and I were in the same school at the U of M for undergrad and studied similar things. And he's way smarter than me. And I can also vouch that Marin is wonderful. I don't know if I can say that I'm smarter than you, but no, I can I say can. that when I we first that. when we first met, Andre thought you said he looked Ooh. at me. He's like, I don't think we're oh, gonna be friends. Yeah, I and they're just from looking up, at me. Oof. No words spoken yet. He's like, I don't think that's someone I'll be friends with. And now Not, here we are yeah. sitting around a couple <laughs> mics podcasting. You know who would who would have called it? Ooh, that was not one of my finer moments. But yep, didn't matter because now we're buddies. So this is kind of our big question for this series is what is your, as we've been calling it, defining theological thing, whether it was a book that you read or some lesson that you learned, some moment that you experienced. <laughs> He's still reeling from we're buddies. Um, what, what is that for you? I, I'm just laughing because Andre hates the word buddies. So I'm I like choking on the fact he said, and we're buddies for you. That's all that, that is. <laughs> well, I don't say it, but. Maybe I said it once, and you were like, oh, I hate that. Andre also hates cribbage, but now he loves it, so uh, just to spite me. But very now we'll get new into development it. in my life. Yeah. Um, this would have been more about yeah. you than So um, <laughs> I'm defining theological moment. One of my um, my small group leader when I was in high school, he uh, John Angbrett, he was in my wedding, and um, but he, he saw me when I first started coming to small group in high school um, in my sophomore year, thanks to a friend of mine um, who started inviting me to come, and John took me under his wing and he saw something going on in my life that was very similar to what was going on in his life. And long story short, it's the last parable in Luke 15, the story of the pro- what we call the prodigal son and really what it should be is called the lost sons or the prodigal God, um, if you're Tim Keller. But um, I'll explain a little of that. But it's, it's just this idea that like the Pharisees were saying of Jesus, he eats with sinners. How can he do that? And Jesus goes on to tell these stories about like these crazy stories of people going to great lengths to save that which is lost. And in the, in the parable of the lost sons, you have the pair, uh, the prodigal son runs off disrespecting his father by taking his fortune while he's alive, wasting it and coming back. And the father's like, I'm so glad you're back. You were dead. And now you're home. And we're going to throw a party. And the older brother who never left is like, Oh, what the heck I've been here. I've been following the rules the whole time. Where's my party? Where's my fattened calf to, you know, I guess everyone's a butcher and knows how to throw a wild party back then. I just buy it from the store now. But, um, you know, there it, this idea that what John taught me practically through storytelling, through doing life with me and, and meeting up with me over about three years was even as Christians, we fall into that mindset sometimes where it's like, we have a hard time extending compassion to those who need it the most or even who know they're in the wrong and need to be experiencing God's grace and brought invited into the fold. And likewise, people like me at that time needed to be humbled and told, you know, you think you're doing it right. And really you're the one who needs to be taught a lesson. You are utilizing your relationship with God for the benefits it gets you, not for the sole purpose of experiencing God and loving and finding joy and glorifying him. And then, you know, sure enough, a couple years later, I read The Prodigal God by Tim Keller. Fantastic short read. But I came to John. I was like, you literally taught me this in real life over three years or so. And he's like, yeah, I know. 
Um, so uh, I just I think that chapter of the Bible is wonderful. It shows the heart of God um, towards people who need to know Jesus, which spoiler alert is all of us. Um, but also it teaches us like, what is our approach to God? Do we go f- to him for the benefits he gives us or do we run from him because we don't like order? And then really synthesizing that together and coming to love God for who he is and not just what he gets us. Um, that's my big one. That's that's the part of the interview I'll make the longest. <laughs> no, that's good. It's worth it. I, I always like that story. Um, and then finally, our last question is always for everyone. What is your your personal way of actively walking with God? What is something, a part of your daily, weekly walk that you really cherish? Mm-hmm. Um, well, one I've really come to enjoy uh, from things I've been reading and doing this past year was like this idea of our small group, not just like coming together and reading a passage and more or less kind of spitballing it when we come to it, but actually engaging in a Bible reading plan together. So what we did is we took um, a one-year Bible plan um, that if you read every day would take one year. We made it so it's four or five days of reading a week so that, you know, if you fall behind or, or if you finish early, you can keep reading uh, whatever you want. But this community together reading scripture and we're going to read through the Bible in a little over a year. And that has really, it has been so wonderful, I think, for my faith as of late, just because we are reading through all of God's word, not just the parts of it that we enjoy or that we don't have to wrestle with, but we have to deal with the things that are um, really challenge us in our faith and in our living. Um, And then we come together and be like, what were you meditating on this week? What have you had questions about? Um, I've really come to cherish that. I've also been, um, you know, like a lot of people, um, sometimes it's hard to express faith through prayer because you're admitting that you don't run the world and you need to take the time to be still. That's an area I'm growing in. I've been considering other things recently, like uh, our people from our church have challenged, our pastor challenged all of us. Uh, I'm at Trinity of Minnehaha Falls in South Minneapolis, and during Lent, He's challenged people to consider fasting from Tuesday dinner to Wednesday dinner. And I've been doing that for the past couple of weeks after having only fasted like once in my life. And um, I'm kind of just excited to see like how are these rituals that early Christians took for granted that maybe we as American Christians don't really think about. Um, how can those spur us on in our faith? So it's to say that God is more important to my life than food, which I need to survive. Um, so just some things going on recently, but yeah, I've really come to cherish like what our small group is doing to experience the Bible individually and collectively so as, as the big one. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Well, Cody, I'm glad I get to do TPM with you. Thanks for being part of this and for your installment of the Behind the Mic series. Thanks, buddy. Okay. That's enough. I thought I liked it for a minute and now I don't anymore. All right. That's another one. See you later. <laughs>